All right, so what's up? Um, it's your boy Stark OJ, and I'm back here for episode two of the Wolves Dan podcast. So, um, welcome, like I said, welcome to the um, second episode of the Wolves podcast. If you haven't seen, if you're new to the podcast or haven't seen episode one, episode one was pretty much me talking and giving concepts about the light triad from Black Clover. So, if you like Black Clover, that's podcast is for you. Um, but anyway, like I do have Twitter and stuff like that, so I will post the links after I get done posting this and you know stuff like that. So, um, I'm I'm. Even though like my views wasn't like what 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 was it one I'm I'm embarrassed to say that but uh, honestly when it comes down to it I'm still gonna continue on I I just like making stuff like this so like I don't really try to let views get in the way of my creativity and stuff like that so honestly um, I'm gonna continue on and if views go up from here I mean they they can only go up from here but I just you know. I'm going to just enjoy this and enjoy talking about a lot of the things that I really want to talk about on this podcast. So, like, at the end of the day, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I feel like the reason I made I made the decision to do a podcast in the first place was so just I can talk a little bit more freely without worrying about going off script or just things like that. So, honestly, it doesn't really bother me that, you know, stuff like that. So, I'm just going to enjoy it as the best as I can. If you enjoy, you know, come in and send in and listen to a guy talk for about 40 to 50 minutes about just random stuff like anime and stuff like that, then I appreciate you. You know, I appreciate you for sticking through. And and if you're new here, like I said, I got episode one out and this is episode two. And I'm going to continue on going on this. So, I'm not trying to take up too much time going over this intro. So today's episode is pretty much just a mixed bag. I want to talk about a bunch of stuff that I really like that I saw over the week and stuff like that. Because honestly, with some of these topics, I'm not going to go fully, fully in detail with them. Because I want to do like, I want to say some thing, like some of those things to talk about like fully in an episode episode of the podcast by itself. It should get its own episode. I'm just going to freely talk about certain things that I really want to get off my checks and really just talk about just briefly. So the first thing I really want to hit on is the high guardian spice stuff. That stuff has been blowing up my, like blowing up my YouTube recommendations. And it was the first time I kind of really heard about it, but like I haven't really heard about Crunchyroll doing his own anime until like this week. And I guess Apparently, it's been a whole bunch of videos talking about it, depicting it since like what 2018 or 19, something like that. A trailer had dropped for it about like three or four years ago. So, I haven't heard much really talk about it, but now it's all in my recommendation because I've watched videos of a bunch of people who are actually just talking about it and talking bad about it. But I haven't watched the show, so I'm not really going to talk about the show. But I do want to really just hit briefly on something that I think that is kind of just kind of just pisses me off or not really pissing me off but gets me kind of wondering and I think that the thing is that this little thing that I'm not going to talk about fully I'm probably going to talk about it either then in episode 3 or episode 4 I really kind of do want to hit on it is this little small thing that I like to call not really small but diversity in anime and things like that see the reason why it, why that is I really want more 
things in anime. I want more things in just general, more things in cartoon where everything isn't got to be referred to as is politics when a, a black guy, a black character is just in the anime. Like I think that that's what it is, and get actual really good representation instead of like the stereotypes that have been plagued in the Japanese animation you know, anime and cartoons for years and years. But my biggest issue with this diversity claim is for especially high quality spice is that you literally call something diversity, but all you did was put a bunch of white women, one white male and the occasional one trans or gay person in the vicinity and call that diversity. Where exactly is the diversity other than the gay person that that gay or trans person that y'all put in there to make it seem like they're doing really good. Like that doesn't make that doesn't make sense to me. You literally headlined it with a bunch of white women that don't do sh but hate men. They're not even really there for fem like feminism. They they're the main reason why a lot of feminists like feminist people have these like this grudge against feminists because those are the people that are spearheading things. Like I want people to understand this. If you really want to say that we have diversity in this there's a bunch of people out there in the vicinity that are black gays, black people in general, black women, things like that that are actually there to work and actually there and are actually diverse. There's a lot of ways that you can put people in charge of something and be diverse. Because you think about it, a lot of people want to sit there and say that women don't get a lot of representation. And they don't. But I want people to understand that when they do get representation, how many of those people that are put in the forefront white black women not even that you put a bunch of women that don't do don't even do justice to the whole entire movement that's what that's that's what i don't get and you keep on putting this out and like trying to be like oh we're trying to be more diverse that's not being diverse at all it's just putting a bunch spearheading a project with a bunch of people that already get enough representation as it is it's nothing different and just having an occasional gay or trans person behind there and showing off that they're trans or gay doesn't automatically relate to them like being a like it's kind of like this it's kind of like this nature it's like when somebody it's like that attitude of like when the parent is eating something and the kid always he just walks up to them and begs for it and they just and they get tired of it and they just hear say here damn like that's that, that's literally what that sounds like to me you put one person in charge of something that isn't really that good but it's like here damn we got y'all diverse right here because honestly there was nothing but white people there nothing but white i don't know how that's diverse at all but that's all i'm gonna hit on it right now i think that honestly i think that because I've, I've really been kind of just peeping verdict you know, Varadis Joe, or I'm just gonna call him V D. No, <laughs> v, v Joe. Um, and I think that he has a really good point of like uh, videos about stuff like this. So honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a full entire episode of how I feel about representation and diversity and anime manga and just everything in general later. I want to go fully in depth with it because it's something that I feel like needs to be talked about. But I'm not gonna fully go in here right now. Since this is a like I said, a mixed bag of topics that I really just wanna talk about in briefly, brief um form and fashion. So I mean honestly, I'm a by the way, I am gonna watch Guardian Hot Guardian Spice. I'm, I don't never talk. I ain't going to talk bad about a show that I have never seen. And I've only seen videos that have hate about it. Because honestly, I haven't watched the show myself. So I I am no way 
able to give a full opinion on something that I have not personally seen with my own eyes and have watched. So honestly, I'm going to watch it before I do that whole entire job because I, I want to hit on that too because that's the main point. That's the main reason why that is being brought up. So um yeah, honestly, like my thing is that I, I fully want to go in detail to it and I really do want to. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, that's just how I feel about it personally. Uh, so the next topic that I really do want to hit on is, <laughs> is, um, let's talk about, um, a little bit of sports, a little bit of sports. Let's talk a little bit about basketball and the Russ, Russell Westbrook show. And <laughs> all I gotta say is that I'm, I'm the person that has always never really like the early beginning of the season is usually where a bunch of teams are that don't really never go anywhere past that. They all start out strong. And then by the middle of the season, it starts to even out. So I'm not going to be a person that jumps the gun too quick on certain things, but I do have, I have a little issues with Russell Westbrook and it's always been a problem in my mind since he was a young in OKC. I feel like Russell Westbrook is a true trigger happy. He takes too many shot attempts for somebody that has never, ever really been proficient in shooting shots. Like the occasional mini, the occasional three is always going to be shocking because he makes those every once in a while, but it's the like, I'm going to take like this. I'll put it like this. Let me look, hold on. Let me look up Russ's Percentage, you know, percentage like field goal percentages, per percentages. While overall, I think, like, let me see, his field goal percentage is a, is a pretty good, um, about forty four, you know, forty four percent, which isn't really bad. It's just mainly they're taking into consideration the majority of what he's good at has been driving to the paint, and I'll put it like this: Vogel, the reason why. I put majority of this blame on Vogel and not Russ is because Vogel has been putting out lineups that don't really help Russ at all. My thing is that even though DeAndre Jordan is a good lob threat, he's he's a pretty good, he's a pretty decent lob threat. He's not as good as he used to be, and he's not a really good is defender or anything like that. So a lot of the time he's just standing in the paint. Well, guess what? If you stand in the paint, you know what that does to Russ. It forces him to either have to make outshot shots, which is pretty bad. Well, let me see, twenty nine percent from the free th from the three point. That's not good at all, especially with how many shots that he averaged, like almost twenty per game, twenty shots per game. That's not going to end up well when you force majority of the shots to be outside, and you force in the like that. Like I said, mid range is all right, but I feel like the best Russ Westbrook, the Russell Russ that we get is the one that drives to the paint constantly and learns how to kick out and learns to be aggressive while going to the rim. That's what made him so deadly in the first place. Run into that rim. The thing is, when he came to OKC, he's been having this problem all throughout his career. He's too trigger happy. He takes shots that aren't really that good. When he makes them, he makes them. They're good. But when he doesn't, it makes him look bad. And it has always made him look bad. That's why Russell Westbrook has a target on his back even more so now that he plays with LeBron. He has a, he has a more bigger target on his back because... His play, his his play is on the Lakers. Everybody hates the Lakers. Apparently, since like what, like, like the whole entire shift from like from LeBron got on the Lakers and the hate it gets is kind of just crazy to me. So he has a bigger target on his back. He's in more televised games and he's in a, finally in the big market where, well, I'm gonna say more televised. You know what? Never mind. We'll just barely get televised games. Let's just be honest with you. 
he's in a more looked upon market now. OKC was good. Like they had a lot of televised, you know, televised time when television time when KD and Russ when they were young and they was popping off James Harden as well. But he hasn't really been like I mean Rocket the Rockets are technically one, but I don't this is his biggest this is the biggest market Russ has ever played with. This is probably the most well, I wouldn't say most eyes. He hasn't been an MVP. But this is probably like this is a game that like if they lose or Russ does poorly, everybody's gonna be talking about it. More so that cause like, let's be honest, when it comes to the Wizards, especially what he did on Wizards, people act like he didn't average a triple devil there either. So like like he did pretty good when he was with the Wizards, but nobody was on this tape constantly about it. So honestly, I think that with him being the Lakers, with him being on LeBron's team, and if they don't win the ring, they're going to be the most disappointing team. Not really most disappointing, but because there's more disappointing, but they're going to be a big disappointing team. And honestly, like I said, his percentile and the shots he puts up isn't going to be as good as long as Vogel keeps on putting bad lineups out there. People have been saying this for the walk for the longest. Put AD at the five. It make like it gives more spacing. It allows Russ to work more. We have seen what happens when it's LeBron, Russ, and AD at the five. Honestly, my thing is that the lineups are what the main issue are. What the main and I feel like we do have. Like I said, I want people to understand that we do have a lot of role players missing. But honestly, when it comes down to it, we have been only winning these games is because of a Carmelo. Anthony going off and looking like his prime self, a little lesser than his prime self, but he is making those strip three shot, three point shots in the clutch and being clutch about it. So honestly, when it comes down to it, I feel like vocal is the more main issue for me with Russ. Russ does have to do better. I think that Russ needs to work. I feel like Russ needs to either. I feel like I don't want to bench Russ. I want people to understand that. I think Russ, I feel like a lot of people say that why, 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 they're, they're jumping the gun a little bit too quick. Because honestly, my problem with Buddy Hill has always been like, Buddy Hill going to the Lakers, does it really help all that much? I think that people are saying that we don't have, that we need the shooters. I mean, trading all those pieces away for... Buddy Hill is kind of crazy to me in the first place. At first, I was kind of with it, but I was like, Buddy Hill to me is like, you think about it. If I if I'm in the game, I'm taking Russ over a bit over Buddy any day of the week. Like especially when I know that there's a bunch of like instead of just trading like three pieces and like three pieces for like a Buddy Hill, I could easily find a good shooter that can shoot threes when he needs to be in the draft, or I can find somebody that's in free agency. <clears throat> Hence, some Malik Monk, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn. All, and you know, Ellington, all three, three you know, good three point, sh three point shooters. So it's like you have these people that are really good at shooting threes, and you got you picked up like three or four of them that are really good at shooting threes. Addition to Carmelo, and that's what really happens. It's kind of like how do I put it? We don't really need one buddy when we could get. Three people that can shoot the lights out and be there. It's just that Vogel does not know how to use the lineups, and he needs to do better at when it comes to that. How did you, how they two K even came up with a better lineup than Frank did? Honestly, give Becky the job at this point. 
But when it comes to Russ, I don't really fully blame I blame him a little bit. But I think that he's just going to have to get used to it, which he always has done. Like, people don't understand the LeBron teams have never always in the first in the first. First few, like, first, like, maybe 10, 20 games, they're going to be bad. Trust me. They're going to be bad or they're going to be struggling because, let's be, let's be honest, majority of new teams do that. Unless you're, like, the Bulls and just every, like, all your, all the skills, you know, skill sets align with all the picks they got, you know, with all the people they signed in free agency. So, it's just that, like, it's going to, first two games are going to be iffy. Like, if it's a, this is going to be iffy. That's just how I feel about it, especially with, like, three key pieces that are out right now. So, I feel like Vocal needs to do better in lineups and stuff like that for them to actually be able to win games and be able to close out games, too, and finally show that there are the, they are the L.A. team that can make it to the finals again and actually reach another ring. Cause I'm put like this, if, if, if Russ wins a ring, it's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> like that's literally what, and people thinking that they can't win with Russ. I don't want to say that. I think that Russ can actually shape up his act and get them in, like, and by that 20 game stretch there, there's going to be going on. We can actually get back into it, make a run for it and actually be good because Rest to me, I think that he can absolutely get his act together being with a player like LeBron. It's just a lot of outside factors that I feel like would affect that run. So, um, yeah, that that's one I like. That's just how I feel about it. The Lakers, I feel like I don't really want to sweat the Lakers. Like, I get angry, but I think that I'm more angry at vocal than anything. Russ, like, I feel like Russ um, is a player who is always going to be a player that it's bad when he's on a new team because he has to learn everything. Rockets, James Harden, like the Rockets, him and James Harden on the same team, and didn't really work out that well because, you know, James Harden was became a ball-dominant shooting guard slash PG when he was with the Rockets. So it's just that a lot of things that I feel like Russ is is a player will have he he will be able to fit on that on that team and he needs to train a little bit more on shooting and stuff like that if he's gonna take up twenty shots a game maybe cut that down to like maybe fifteen thirteen then we're pretty much good like if he if he can make those shots those thirteen shots whether it's two or three that's still like what close to twenty twenty some points. So honestly, if he can knock down those thirteen shots instead of just chunking up twenty shots a game, I think they'll do. You know, that'll be better. So um, yeah. Uh, as for the next topic, I think that I really kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, Shuasha a little bit. Well, not Shuasha, but like, well, Shuasha a little bit. And I want to talk about a little bit about Red Hood and. Red Hood a little bit. I think that I'm kind of sad to see it go. I think it, it was a story with a lot of promise. I know I haven't been really just reading SJ in a little bit, but I think that honestly, from what I've seen, like what I like what I read from the start, it had a lot of it had a lot of potential to me, and that would really grab me. It was such a it was kind of a unique premise for a story, and I feel like honestly, fairy tale series that deal with fairy tale like things. And take their own little spin on them. It will always be creative to me. Because anybody can take a story. And just reuse everything in there. But taking a story that has. And just changing everything in it. To be so unique. Will always be something to grasp, to grasp me. So it's kind of sad to see it go. Especially. Especially also since. 
the panels that I've been seeing late, lately seem like the guy actually had potential to pull off some pretty good plot twists and things of that nature. So I feel like it's really just sad to see it go. But I feel like there's been a lot of act series out in Shueisha that are really good. And honestly, would have been better treated if they were in Kodansha. Let's just be honest with you. Because honestly, when it comes to Kodansha, I think that a lot of series in there survive. And I feel like I don't see hear much about them acting, but I feel like the Shueisha has a jump over it because of popularity and things of that nature. So it's kind of like that, to be honest with you. But honestly, I really wish um, I really wish the Red Hood creator, uh, you know, success in his next story. Honestly, I know that he has the capabilities to pull it off. Um, so yeah, but I feel like honestly, like it it joins, you know, it joins. Um, Hell Ward and Hickama Night story that didn't really get to fully flesh out anything um, because it was actually really just good and it had a lot of good things in it. Tokyo Shinobi Striper Stripe, you know, I'm still mad. I'm still mad about that whole entire series. It's a series that was really good, unique, took a cyberpunk approach to it, which wasn't really seen much like more like a dystopian dystopian future type build. And I think that honestly, that's what it, it could have really done more. Of uh, and I really do think that these creators need to get their head, head back in the game because they're all talented writers that just weren't done right. I think that honestly, moving on to maybe a Kodansha or like a magazine that will actually help y'all, even though y'all might not get the sale factors, I think that Kodansha still puts out quality anime se series that make it to the anime. So, like, I think that they'll be fine, even though they're not getting the atten attention of, uh, you know, things like that. But yeah. Um, uh, but also on the good note for Shueisha, I got really, I got really thank him for keeping up with Sakamoto Days. I think that honestly, Sakamoto Days was a really good fun, like it was a good fun series, but it has a lot of good action in it. And there's just so much things about it, and I feel like one of the things is kind of separates them from Gintama a little bit is that. With Gintoki, it was more about getting bits and pieces of his past throughout the whole entire story. When it comes to Sakamoto, Sakamoto just, uh, it's just like, it, it's it's there, and we already know why he came with that life, and it's like a simple reason for like getting married, and I really respect him for that because honestly, a lot of times that I feel like every character doesn't need to follow the pattern of this person used to be this, and the reason they left is because of that and that that. Like, we have to wait till the whole story to get it. Sometimes it works perfectly, like when in Gintoki Chase, top 10, top 3 MC of all time for me personally. But sometimes it just doesn't work out. And sometimes it's just, it's, it gets repetitive. Like, people will just be like, and they use reuse the same reason as Gintoki did and act like it's going to work for them too. No, buddy, you're not that guy. But, um, yeah. Like I said, honestly, it's just, it comes down to this for me. I think that. A lot of these, you know, a lot of these series now are, especially like, like I said, the Sakamoto days and, um, oh yeah, I didn't even mention this. Also, Phantom Seer, man. I hated that that series got axed. That series was going so well and it was so good. And, it, and like, even though we had X just and like manga in the, in the, uh, in, on the app, like blue, you know, we got Jujutsu Kaisen. I think they had also had another one going on at the time. Um, a Blue Exorcist, and I feel like honestly, it took a different approach from that, and I hated that Phantom Seer got asked, bro. I was doing reviews on this shit, and I really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, yeah. Also, I feel like Shueisha's problem is is that certain series like <coughs> Robocoin, 
are still there, and I feel like people say it fits a a, a needed niche for um for the series, which is a gag, gag manga. I mean, honestly, if you really think about it, Sakamoto Days has a lot of good comedy in it with a mixture of action, with some action in it, and I think that honestly, that could fit a gag. Kind of because you think about it, you I feel like Suisha has just it, until Robico came out, there wasn't really just a super no, what never mind. They had they did release that other stuff that was a gag manga, but I think that there's no need for gag mangas anymore. Like, I feel like when it comes down to it, a lot of that stuff worked in early, early animation times because it was easier to animate, and a lot of people just really were more fascinated with the idea of having little silly cartoons and stuff like that. So honestly, I think that it's about time we pass for that. Please put just a respectable series and keep them in, in there. Especially when they're out not silly. You, you know good and well Robico was not out. Like, bro, Phantom Series was act, been asked for a while. Ain't no way that the manga is still getting more sales than stuff that you have currently running in Jump. Not the new series, because their, their, their volumes ain't out, and, you know, they still got a little bit more time. But, honestly, Robocop hasn't been outselling nobody. Like, let's just be honest with you. But, anyway, that's enough talking about that. Honestly, I give them price for keeping on mission, you know, Mission, uh, I, I give him props for keeping that on. That's really good. Honestly, I'm going to check out Blue Box. Uh, I really want to check it out. I really do. I am a salty for romance, you know, series. Romance series. So, like, I really want to check it out. I'm going to let it stack a little bit. Uh, Sakamoto Day is really thankful for that, man, because I really do enjoy Sakamoto Days. And I'm kind of glad it didn't get axed. So... That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to check out these new series as well. Some like the guy that did... Um, Jigaraku, Jigaraki. I can't really. I don't know if I'm really pronouncing that right. His new thing out. I really want to check that out. So yeah, um, that's what that's what I gotta say about it. Uh, on to the next topic. I think that I'm gonna talk a little bit about seasonal, a little seasonal, a little seasonal stuff that I've been watching. No, you know what? I'm gonna swap it up a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna address the problem that I, I've been having with people saying, "Hey, seasonal season sucks," or "Seasonal anime ain't just hitting." I want people to understand something. People who say this usually never even watch anything but the big things in the season. So, like, of course, when the fire force is going on, and it's the only thing that people are really peeping in the season, instead of watching so many of these underrated shows, or just like a Jujutsu Kaisen, or My Hero Academia, of course the season ain't gonna look appetizing, because you ain't watched nothing past that one series. You might have watched one episode of another series, but you never watched anything. So it's like, people be like, this season of anime ain't hidden. My God, because you're only watching one anime, and you watched... Maybe one or two anime. I'm not saying that you have to watch everything in season, but you like to to judge a season. But I feel like that, like the last two seasons have been critically underrated when it came to shows that came out. Like everybody's so hyped for the big stuff, and I've been like, I get that. Like you know, my my Tensei is out. Like my you know, Demon Slayer is back, even though it's going back over the events of the movie arc, the Rengoku arc. Technically, it's out. You know, there's still. You know, let me see. What else, what else is pretty much this big is out? I mean, Komi-san is out. So you got those series that are out that are going to be way bigger in the first place. But you think about it. I feel like there's a lot of series that I really like are really dead ass really good that don't really get the attention that they deserve. Like last year had two, if not some of the most creative isekais 
um, isekai's, you know, type series that I really did enjoy. Um, how Arilla's Kingdom, King Hero Built the Kingdom, is honestly a different take on what we see normally. Pretty much, we see people get isekai, they instantly thrown into a party, or they find have to find parties, and they go defeat the Demon King. Instead, we get to see a approach that deals with economic size, beat building relationship, taking a seriously war between countries together, stacking up tech you know, tactics, um just king you know, master strategies and play of this whole entire world and just building up the right army and be doing the right thing and like I said, learning how to control a kingdom and build it up right. And just certain things like of that nature. That's what I really do enjoy because it's a really good take on it. And then you got um damn damn damn, damn. um Su Moonlit Fantasy Sukimichi, which was also a really good take on it with a character that is has been you know the guy is called ugly and even while it has had his fun moments i think that one of the best moments of the whole entire show is him doing the thing that literally no other protagonists especially some of the soft ones have ever managed to do actually not use the, the sacred line if i do this i'll become like you let's just say that nigga got the nigga snap murk somebody and and only really after they hit him and i think that honestly i really love that whole entire scene because it was so well done it was it was a great characterization for the main protagonist and honestly it did really well in what it was trying to do it didn't do too much it didn't seem too edgy and honestly a lot of the stuff that happened was really well done especially for all the events that led up to that point and i'm so glad that he actually did it i'm not saying that i want everybody to you know every character just just murk everybody but i'm sick and tired of that logic and reason reasoning of oh this character did this if i do that if i burk him then i'll be no better than him no you not nigga let's like nigga like nigga listen to me and i'm gonna say this to all like i'm not no they can't hear me but they're fucking drawings but nigga i want to sit here and say this to you that man done probably murked so many families, ruined so many things, did so many devious shit. Murking him off the planet is doing everybody a favor. You're not going to become like him. Like honestly, the only reason like that 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 logic should only be used for people like Sasuke, and that's because they usually end up turning out to be something. They usually end up doing some shit themselves, like messed up shit themselves. Like, that logic should not be used for a goody two-shoes nigga that's always concerned about being a hero. Like, that's just what it is to me. But yeah, uh, like I said, those series was really interesting. It's guys. Also, this season, let's, like, let's talk about it. Um, the abandoned show, like, the abandoned, like, I love little series like that, and I'm easily falling in love with the slice of life setting in a, like in a fantasy setting because it, it opens a lot of doors like seeing people open up medical shops and like just us seeing them you know be isekai and not having the the same little flow of this fighting everybody in more low more so studying doctor you know being a doctor and stuff like that like the last the last season show it was pretty cute like the characters was pretty cool and it was really a wholesome show and then you also got you know like I said, this season of that because he's opened up a apocryphy, apocryphy like the ones that deal with the medicine and RPGs. Let's just put it like that. And 
It's honestly also kind of got. It's kind of good to see that it has a really good red and red best ship overall. Love the ship. It's really good, and it's probably one of the main ones that I really liked it because I usually don't like main ships a lot of times. It's like just there. I think this is really becoming a really enjoyable one, and also I love this how like why it's this little host in front and things like that of him just trying to live his life. You also have things going on in the background that seem devious and build up plot. Flashbacks don't feel too iffy. There are a lot of stuff they have. They have a lot of effect of filling out who we, you know, who this guy actually is and what his personality was like, and just how he's able to live his life now. It doesn't feel too repetitive or anything like that. So that's why I really enjoy it. Also, let me see what else we got this season that is really good. Um, that's underrated. I think that. Uh, do I really want to say Bill of I mean. Bill the Vibe is pretty good. I think that I'll give it this pass. I only watched the first episode, but it was a really interesting premise. I think that it's, it's kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! That's why it draw, drew, drew me in. But I kind of want, want to see a little bit more of the rules because I was like confused as hell. Because like, I played I've been, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, that, I think the last time I played Yu-Gi-Oh! was like maybe a year ago. Um, like I was building, I was playing messages, fucking around with decks and shit like that. Like decks and shit like that. So I was like, I can't wait for the new... By the way, I can't wait for that new Yu-Gi-Oh game to come out. But um, I was just really just messing around with shit, and I was playing like that's the last time I played Yu-Gi-Oh. But like these, it's like new rules and and things like that. And I feel like honestly, there's a whole bigger plot going on, and I really can't wait to see what duels they kind of have and how they build upon that after you know each each episode each each episode end. So yeah. New season has been pretty lit, but I think that overall people need to start giving some of these shows that aren't the top, you know, the hot topic anime shows like, you know, the ones that everybody's talking about. I think that they need to give them more love because they, they have some interesting things going on in their series. So, yeah, um, I'm also watch Mariko, Mar uh, Mariko, um, is it America? I'm Mariko, <laughs> the ghost. The ghost um, thing, the ghost show. So I'm gonna give that a little, little um, love too. I'm gonna watch it too. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick a day like, like for real. After like after my semester ends, I'm gonna just go ham and watch a lot of stuff that I haven't been watching. I'm just gonna take that break for myself. College been kick my ass. So like, yeah. Um, what else do I want to add? No, that's pretty much it. I'm I'm planning. I'm I'm kind of hyped for next season, the next um season of anime that's coming out. I think there's a lot of good stuff that's coming out early to 2022, 2022, and I think that'll be a nice little thing like that. Um, and last but like not least, I'm I'm gonna talk about a little bit about um certain games that I'm waiting for and I think that honestly the top one on my list that I'm really waiting for and I want to play is King of Fighters. It'll be my first King of Fighters game and honestly it looks really good. I really want to get I really want to enter a competition. I want to try entering my first game competition and I really want to get good at that game. Because honestly I wish Jump Force did, and I think that Jump Jump Force gets a lot of unwarranted hate because I don't know what because we're expecting from a game like this. But I think overall, the people that say it's bad usually don't know how to play the game in the first place. Like, there's more to just playing the game than this than spamming, and that's just what most people do on the game. And then they when they they say it's a bad fighting game because they don't know how to play it. <laughs> 
it, it's not really hard to play. It doesn't even take that much practice to play. It takes practice if you want to learn combos and just use unique sit setups. Because honestly, that game is absolutely fun when Jump Force is absolutely fun when it comes to actually picking random cleric characters, learning the timings of some of the moves so you can connect certain things. Like my favorite my favorite <laughs> team, I think, in the whole entire game is my creative character, um Rukia and Bo and um and Boa Hancock, or is either or is either my creative character, Sanji and Ichigo. Cause their their combos like their combos are so like it's kind of easy to get them down packed. Like the timing of them are really good. I think also let me see. I did a good one with Toshiro, Toshiro and and Kaiba. But honestly, it's really it's it's really cool. But I, I really want to enter tournaments for King of Fires. It looks pretty good, and I think that overall the character designs. I'm gonna get used to the character designs and stuff like that. And I really can't wait to play it because I think the only character I that I really know from King of Fighters or that's going to be in King of Fire is if I'm not mistaken Terry Bogart which was a release in Smash not too long ago so um yeah can't really wait until that comes out but is there any other games I'm really looking for I mean Elden Ring looks nice Elden Ring looks really nice um let me see what else I mean I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, like I said, there's a, there's a lot, like, I think there's some more VNs that I'm waiting for it to come out, I think there's some cool VNs, VNs, like, visual novels that I really want to play, but I really can't think of, like I said, Elden Ring is pretty much my, like, that thing, like, that, um, series that everybody, got everybody hyped up, and really is, you know, Killing it. I can't really think of the other one that I'm really like. I said I'm gonna do a whole entire game podcast one day. I'll talk about some of my favorite games and stuff like that. But yeah, um, I can't really think of nothing. So um, I really don't want to end it there because that was kind of short. But I think that I'll just pick a random topic that I really want to talk about and just throw it in here. So um, just shoehorn in like it ain't supposed to be a part of this, but hell, it's a podcast. Let's go ahead and run with it. All right, so uh, let me see, let me see. So since I'm a black club guy, let's talk a little bit. I want to talk just a like a small pinch about it because I have my. I think that I might just release a video, edited video on YouTube about what I think the movie, like what I, I think the plot should be about the movie or stuff like that. Just ideas I have. But honestly, I think that overall. A lot of people have been saying, like, would they want it to be a canon movie or a non-canon movie? I think that, honestly, if it's a canon movie, it's going to ruin some of my art concepts. So I really want a non-canon movie. I think that because there's a lot of freedom with what you can do in Black Clover. Like, if there's a canon movie, if it's a canon movie, I want it to be kind of halfway canon. Like, I want the, like... I feel like this has just been an idea of mine and really something that I really kind of want to look forward to. And, it feel, and it's more of the... How I put it, um, I kind of want Black Clover to do a lot more study on the Wizard Kings because I think that honestly, I don't know if they'll come up or if some of them are still alive, but I don't know if the topic will ever come up because we only know the first, and I think Julius is the 46th, and 
No Zell's gonna be the forty seven. Let's get No Zell game. But um or if if I got that right, I think I got that right. But I I'll look I'll look better on that one. But yeah, we only know two te technically two. Um We'll know the third one because there'll be a character that, you know, we'll learn the one that comes after Julius because we pretty much know the majority of the candidates and it's pretty much between, what, three of, three candidates? Two candidates if we don't include William. But, um, I think it'll be interesting to have a whole entire history or guideline of just what the Wizard Kings are, some of their abilities and stuff like that, even though it might be a boring movie, I think that honestly it'll be kinda cool to see a maybe a Wizard King before you before Julius, like an older one that is just living out somewhere because we never know like do Wizard Kings get replaced when they die or is just like it's a tenure like like tenure. You know, we don't know much about the we know who Julius um Chron Julius Cro um Cro Chronova, Chronova, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know who they are. We know who he is, but we don't know much about the position outside of it's just usually the strongest wizard with the most merit or the or merit based. So we don't know much besides that. So it's kind of like that to me. Do we get another one when one dies or it becomes inactive? We just don't know the rules behind it. So I would love to see a take on that. So it'd be half canon, but it's not something that's going to be ruining the whole entire things that Tabata has cooking up in the manga. So yeah, that's just, this is my piece on it. But um, yeah, <clears throat> now it's time for us to finish this off with a recommendation. Recommendation. Alright, 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 alright. Alright, alright. What we got here? What we got here? Alright, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. Let me see. Alright, let me see, let me see. Uh. Yeah, um. Crudo knows. Shuokanshi. Alright, that's gonna be our manga recommendation. If you love battle, meathead type beats, and just place that in the, in the isekai, then this is what you get. Honestly, the main character is really, is a, is, is a goat, bruh. I really love, and I feel like a lot of these fights right here, if they were done right in anime adaptations, which I will talk a little bit more about, about this on a separate either video or like a podcast where I want like up fights that I feel like I really want to be adapted. But this easily has learned how to top itself at the top. Like it keeps on going up and the fight quality keeps on getting good. And there's a bunch of good fights and stuff like that. Overall, I really enjoy this and manga. And why would I recommendation? Why, why would I recommend recommendate this to you? Uh, pretty much because it's overall a really good series. Is it does is battle heavy without just making everything seem like a meathead. There's a good story to it, and I feel like the characters have been really good, even on the villain side. And just a lot of things that are going on in the story are really good. But if you love a battle hungry main protagonist that is just really good, and just and fights are always just electric and just stuff like that, then this manga is for you. I'm gonna read it again. Kuro, Kuro, no Shukansi, 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 
I'm going to get back into the habit of stuff, studying my Japanese so I can pronounce these words a little bit better. But, um, yeah. It's only, it's what, up to 70, it's 79, almost 80 chapters. Really good bench read. And also, it has some certain, it has certain easy kind of tropes that people do hate, but it's not that bad. A lot of the stuff is kind of cool. But yeah, um, this has been episode two of the podcast. Um, I love, I, I've enjoyed talking a little bit about just a mixture of stuff that I'm really interested about. I would hit a lot of these stuff, especially the first point of emphasis I brought up today. I would hit a lot of these in his own podcast or his own video. So honestly, just stay tuned for that. If you, like I said, if you're new here, I will be releasing these kind of on Sunday, every Sunday. And then if I don't, bro, I'll just make it up to y'all with a double upload or just something like that. You know what I mean? I just, I'll be willing to deal in. But honestly, if this is your first time here, man. Really thank you for coming out and watching your boy for like talk for like 45 plus 45 or 40 minutes 44 um, minutes and about just anime and shit like that. But other than that, if you're not here new here, thank you for coming back to your boy. Um, just your views are appreciated and <laughs> and stuff like that. But also, I, I do got a question. If you got like a topic that you really want me to hit on and like like my next when I next do a, a mixed bag podcast or just mixed topic podcast just let me know in my comment section this will be posted on twitter and the name of my twitter is stark oj i think that i have it in my uh, it's a link on here i think if i if it's not i think i'll put it on here if it's not then i'll put it i'll put it there so honestly that's that's that um thanks like i said thank you for watching i can't thank you enough for watching this so this man stark oj peace Hello, peace.